Rigdon. It is, of course, quite a serious question, but if people today are already starting to think about this as well, then perhaps it is worth imparting its global essence. In the material world, there is a single animal mind, which I have mentioned more than once. Today, even modern science records some of its manifestations, which are mainly visible in the behavior of communities of living beings. For example, starting with reproduction and attack of a quorum of bacteria on cells and ending with collective migration, aggression, self-destruction of animals, and so on. Speaking of which, the Latin word quorum means of which there are enough, that is, a sufficient number from a community. In science, this phenomenon is called collective intelligence. A sense of quorum, particularly one which is directed at domination, control, and capture of matter, as well as devouring of it, controls many processes, both in the micro and in the macro world. In medicine, for example, cancer cells have been observed to act together as an intelligent community. Even when exposed to medication, they transmit signals to each other and stand still for some time. That is, together, they block the effect of the drug. Each cell, while getting certain signals from the quorum, changes the model of its behavior according to the general behavior, collective intelligence. In other words, this is in fact an intelligent organism within an intelligent organism. Today, much research has accumulated in the field of biology about the life of communities of bees, ants, mice, rats, dolphins, and large mammals, where the dominance of the collective intelligence is clearly seen. Manifestations of domination of one matter over another exist everywhere, including in space. This has also been observed by astronomers in the behavior of planets and star systems. For instance, not far from us, in the star clusters of the Milky Way, there are giant stars which are in essence vampires. These are binary stars where one of the stars simply pulls matter onto itself in the form of gas from its partner to which it is very closely located. And then it completely absorbs the star, consequently extending its own life and becoming a supergiant star for some time. It is all the same according to the same laws of domination of matter. Not to mention a collective impact of communities of planets and galaxies on the processes occurring in outer space, that is that which humanity still cannot study as of today, given the insufficient level of technological capacity. But these phenomena do exist, and even today, one can find a lot of indirect evidence of this. So submission to the unified animal mind is typical of any matter, including the human community, which consists of beings that partly have material nature. The single animal mind has a common origin itself and its own subdivisions in the form of collective and individual minds. Figuratively speaking, it is like an independent organism with its multi-level structure and organization. Incidentally, the word organism is derived from the Greek word organon, which means a tool, an instrument. To make it easier to understand all of its complexity and coherence and governance, I will give an example of the human body, 
which functions as a single whole. The body has different levels of organization, molecular, cellular, tissue, and so on. It has a common mind, brain, which coordinates the work of all its biological systems and thus supports the life of the body. Also, there are systems to which organs are subordinated. There are organs in which cells work in a certain general rhythm. There is a cell as the lowest level of organic individuality, which has its own structure and the ability to replicate, exist, and so on. But that same cell is a part of organs, a part of the system, part of the whole organism. It is the same in the structure of the unified animal mind of matter. There are many units of collective and individual minds which closely interact with each other, thus creating entire systems in micro and macro world which are subordinate to the one animal mind. Anastasia Since we're talking about controlled matter, then Ariman should be involved in it somewhere? Rigdon Precisely. Ariman is the one who has power over the one animal mind and uses it for the purpose of separating, so to speak, a pure soul for the world of God through material filters. Anastasia I think it will be interesting for any person who stays on the path of self-perfection to find out how the animal mind acts in the human being. Rigdon It manifests its will in different ways through the animal nature, through the activity of the back and lateral essences when they work in its mode, the material body. Anastasia Yes, given that most people identify themselves solely with the reflection in the mirror, thinking that the body is them, as people say, for real. Rigdon If a human were only the body, he would thoroughly know all the subtle nuances of controlling it and live by managing tens of thousands of various vital functions and operations which constantly take place in his body. But the body as a single organism mainly functions in the mode that is independent of the personality's consciousness. And what does the person see in his body without a mirror? What does he see here and now with eyes open in the visible world? He sees only that which he is allowed to see with the two little windows, eyes, initially designed for observing this three-dimensional external world from the dark room of his consciousness. Will the personality see and know much about itself or the diversity of the world in such a way? Are thoughts and emotions the product of his consciousness? And does the person know from where and how they appear? The animal mind constantly influences a person in one way or another through its branch, the animal nature, which is part of the material world. In most cases, people do not even understand this. Thoughts are simply there, and the person thinks that this is his own property. It is difficult for people to catch actions and thoughts from the animal mind inside themselves when they do not know about their dual nature and naturally do not monitor all this inside themselves. The result is that they perceive manifestations of the will of the animal mind as their own thoughts, desires, emotions, and so on. In reality, a human being is free only in his choice, but he is not free from thoughts because his consciousness, the observer, does not actually produce them. 
he only chooses between two flows, thoughts and stimuli from the spiritual nature, his will, or thoughts and desires from the animal mind, its will. That is, the person can choose the will which he liked or which has tempted him and apply to it the power of his attention which begets action. This is precisely the key moment of the human choice. Anastasia Yes, the person only chooses whether or not to accept this or that invading mood, emotion, thought. Many readers already understand this in practical terms by tracking their thoughts during the day. Here, for example, is a typical situation which people describe in their letters. I've noticed so many times that everything seems to be fine and then suddenly a negative thought or an emotion appears and the mood becomes despondent for no apparent reason. Apathy to everything arises as well as a feeling of inner tension, anxiety and fear. But I didn't want it. It happens as if by itself, sort of without my desire. The most interesting thing is that if you start to simply ignore bad thoughts or emotions, which surged suddenly and intentionally focus on something good, for example, on good thoughts or a good deed, then with time this negativity retreats, as if this state has never existed at all. And if you give in to a bad mood, begin to feel sorry for yourself and so on. In other words, if you give your attention to negative emotions, then this state only gets worse and starts to live inside you or rather to poison your life like a parasite. After that, it is quite difficult to sit down to meditate. I simply force myself. On the other hand, when you're already performing a spiritual practice, here you already switch to the state of inner freedom, which is dear to you, to the feeling of immense gratitude and love for all that exists, to the purity of feelings. Rigdon Certainly, in this switching, ignoring of thoughts from the animal nature, choice and affirmation of the domination of the spiritual nature is the essence of work on yourself. The animal mind forces people to oppose their spiritual nature, to believe only in the domination of matter, in its indivisible, undying material body. When a person falls into depression, engages in self-blame, or on the contrary, is enveloped in dreams of material desires while pursuing earthly fame, wealth, and so on. All this indicates that at this moment, he, without noticing it himself, is subordinate to the will of the animal mind and is easily controlled by its system. Anastasia A person, in fact, can trace moments of manifestation of the animal mind by the presence of exciting ideas and material desires from the animal nature. Rigdon. Yes, but provided that the person will be tracking manifestation of such thoughts and desires in himself, but not participating in this process and not strengthening it. Control of the human life by the animal mind is so commonplace that a person himself practically does not notice this, writing off its manifestation to his thoughts, desires, habits, character, and so on. But an obvious submission to the will of the animal mind can be traced in actions of the so-called by psychologists expressive crowd, and even more so, of the acting crowd, 
if the key moment in its activation is the domination of the animal nature. That is exactly the dominance of the animal mind and its manifestation through collective intelligence in a raging crowd. In general, it should be understood that all the individuals with character lose their individuality in a crowd very quickly. They become malleable in the common melting pot of collective intelligence. In such an environment, everyone quickly gets infected with general excitement, impulsiveness, and fast-acting, thoughtless mutual responsiveness. Basically, people in the crowd lose their individuality and become a mass. An individual loses self-consciousness and in him awaken the bursts in emotions typical for the common will of the crowd. Moreover, these bursts in emotions are already not subject to the usual for the person limitation and daily control, which he normally exercises over them. That is, collective intelligence, subordinated to the animal mind, is inherent in the human society, given the fact that people are also a part of the material world. There is a substantial difference between when a person is in the crowd and is subordinate to the will of the animal mind, and when the person is in a group of people, but everyone keeps their true individuality. In the first case, a total domination of the animal nature takes place in his consciousness. It is narrowed, and only material desires, stimuli, and animal instincts are active in it, while the spiritual nature is blocked. In a crowd, an individual vanishes as a personality. There is only the organism of the crowd with the single animal mind. But when the spiritual nature dominates in a person, and he is in a group of like-minded people, who, for example, are doing common, good, creative work together, then he keeps his true individuality, by which is meant the connection of his personality with the soul, God. He can feel other people as they say, be on the same wavelength with them, rejoice in their successes, but his consciousness will still be expanded, and he will maintain a constant individual connection with the soul through his attention and the deepest feelings. A similar process occurs also during collective meditations, when people are performing a spiritual practice together, but everyone has a personal connection with their spiritual nature. Anastasia. When basic primordial knowledge about the spiritual nature is lost in society and the remaining echoes are thoroughly reworked by religions, it is difficult for people to understand what the domination of the will of the spiritual nature is in society and in each person. Today, it sounds like a legend about heaven on earth. But when it comes to domination of the will of the animal mind in the crowd, examples abound although people, for the most part, do not understand the essence of the invisible source of impact and the reason why this phenomenon is inherent in the human society. Modern science already has a lot of research in social psychology in the study of the problems of crowd behavior. If one becomes familiar with it, one will be able to understand that all the characteristics of the animal nature are quite typical for that same aggressively acting crowd. For example, an aggressive crowd is driven by the common emotion of anger, rage, and blind hatred. 
This will, which is alien to the spiritual nature of a human, directs actions of people in the crowd towards destruction and killing of their own kind. A panicking crowd is overtaken by the common emotion of fear. People exposed to its influence, while fleeing like any other herd of animals, can trample their fellow human beings in panic. People lose humaneness at this moment and become beings with the domination of animal instincts as they say they lose their heads from the fear and desire to save only themselves. The dominating emotions of the so-called money-grabbing crowd are such qualities of the animal mind as greed and the desire to possess greater material wealth. Or, for example, the rebellious crowd, which is a constant attribute of all revolutions and coups. It is a typical conductor of the will of the animal mind if we consider what actions it commits in its madness, killing people, pogroms, arson, the desire to seize weapons, tendency to absolute power, violence, ferocity, and so on. Rigdon, absolutely correct. At the heart lies an emotion conductor of the will of the animal nature and also the same laws of influence and struggle for domination of one matter over another. Although humanity, for the most part, does not have even a general idea of the impact of the animal mind upon it, however, the subject of its isolated manifestations, such as various kinds of crowd behavior, is studied diligently, especially by intelligence agencies of different countries. Moreover, there is development and implementation of technologies that use the fact of such unconscious actions of people in a crowd to achieve certain political or religious goals. For example, it has long been known that the most trivial street accident, let us take a traffic accident for instance, gathers an unintended crowd in the form of curious passers-by. This crowd gets infected with emotions of the same type of what has happened. That is, as so-called by psychologists, circular reaction takes place, growing emotional infection in the crowd. It starts, as usual, with the discussion who saw what, who and how was driving, how the driver was turning, and which of the drivers is to blame. But such an aggravation of emotional passions may well end in a quick transformation of the crowd from being an occasional one accidental, from the Latin word occasio, meaning occurrence, to expressive, with the topic being changed from discussing the road accident to the blame game of who is responsible for the terrible quality of roads, bad life, and lack of order in society. If such emotions are heated, it is not far from the transformation of the crowd to an acting one. Perhaps to better understand exactly how this happens, I will describe a classical scheme of how secret services use the technologies of changing power which are based on such effects of crowd infection. Moreover, these methods are practiced both by competing states and by the country's own services in different states. For example, at about the same time in different parts of a capital city, suddenly road accidents take place. Naturally, Random crowds of onlookers appear, among whom specialists are found, who with their speeches can turn an occasional, unintended crowd into an acting one, and direct it to riots and unrest to overthrow one regime for another. 
Also, a similar infection of the crowd, only by other means and other different schemes, which cause the manifestation of the animal mind in masses, can be traced to a series of prepared and artificially made color revolutions in various countries of the world. Anastasia The sad thing is that most people are unaware of this, and as a result, such technologies still work in the crowd. If man knew about it, he wouldn't be another pawn in someone else's hands. He wouldn't consciously give in to the will that is alien to his spiritual nature and wouldn't be its active conductor, burdening his personality with the weight of material dominance. But maybe it also happens because of the human habit to live by giving preference in daily life to thoughts and emotions of the animal nature. Besides, people tend to copy the behavior of others, and many today do not care about the cleanliness of their thoughts. Maybe that is why the animal mood in society is transmitted more often and faster than anything good, spiritual, and positive. And it spreads among the population like fire along a detonating fuse. Many people encounter such phenomena, but unfortunately, they're not always aware of them. For example, they meet their friends or relatives who, as a rule, start telling them about someone whom they met today or recently with whom they talked and who strongly impressed them with their negative actions or words. And what's interesting is that the person does not simply relay the words of the disturber of his peace of mind, but he tries to copy his anger to a T, his emphasis on certain words, and show his gestures. In other words, while transmitting this information, he's overtaken by the same emotions and the power coming from the animal mind. Besides, without realizing it, he, as a conductor, tries to pass them on, forcibly imposing negativity already onto his friends, colleagues at work, and members of the household. In general, taking into account how common this phenomenon is in the world society and how many times a day different people do this on the scale of mankind, a rather sad situation emerges. Rigdon it is just that people need to understand the cause of such situations, ignore the will of the animal mind, and not be yet another of its conductors. Otherwise, if the person gives a lot of personal attention at this moment, for example to the conversation that captured him, then he will be infected with this and become another conductor of the animal mind. As a result of such an infection, a person will crave to tell this news to his other friends, often with a trick from the animal nature, as a pretext to discuss or belittle someone, to laugh at someone, and always copying emotions in the same way. The animal nature is strong in people when they do not know about it and do not keep track of its manifestation in themselves. Anastasia it's also interesting that news about something good, kind, and especially about something significant in the spiritual sense does not spread as fast as in the case with the emotional news from the animal nature. And what is typical is that a person, while sharing the good news, tries to say it in his own voice, as if reproducing some wisdom from this news, as though from himself personally. Rigdon 
Unfortunately, it is not common that modern people serve as conductors of the spiritual world. That is why they see events on television, but do not see them without it. They listen to the words of a person, but do not understand him without words. They can read books in different languages, but they cannot read the book of their lives. They aspire to go with the flow of the river of their lives, stand against the flow, looking for meaning in this, but do not understand that the meaning of their existence is on the other side. Many live just by the dead appearance of things, blindly serving the animal mind. But one must live by that which begets creation. One must live by the spiritual creation and serve the spiritual world. Only then will the person see events, understand people, and be able to adjust his life from the perspective of an observer from the spiritual nature. Anastasia I would also like to touch on a sore subject of modern society, addiction of some people to alcohol and drugs. At one time, you were saying how the animal mind brings the personality under the control of its will through these poisons, how addiction to them develops unnoticed by it, and what the person loses when he falls under this influence which is alien to his spiritual nature. Rigdon, yes. This is a special topic, one of the ways of the animal mind to completely place a person under its control is to provoke in him the desire to consume alcohol or drugs. When a person begins to consume alcohol or drugs, the animal mind begins to completely dominate over him, to enslave and block any possible manifestation of the power from the spiritual nature. At the level of neurophysiology, an imbalance occurs, and many of the brain's neurons get blocked. The person begins to perceive information poorly. Instead, the animal nature actively dominates in him, and it seems to him that he is a hero and that everything in this world is permissible for him. Such a soap bubble, illusion, actually appears not because of the fact that he's such in reality, but simply because failure in the system of brain function occurs and the personality's state of consciousness switches to a different mode where there is a complete submission to the animal nature. For the spiritual nature in the person, this is a collapse. This is like, figuratively speaking, putting the soul into a deadly poisonous environment. Its power is partially blocked by the optical filters, subpersonalities anyway and such a total domination of the animal nature in a new personality simply deprives it of its last chance and hope. Alcohol and drugs turn the person into an obedient slave of the animal mind, and even in small doses, kill in him the spiritual sprout. With time, an alcohol or drug addiction develops in the person, and he denies it. At the same time, this person persists in consuming this poison, citing any reasons, traditions, holidays, birthdays, funerals, personal stress, and so on. As a result, he does not notice his spiritual foundations being lost, this addiction escalating into debasing his human nature to the level of animal instincts and the personality degrading. I have already mentioned that people in the state of alcoholic intoxication are inadequate in perceiving information. In most cases, 
all that dominates in them at the moment of alcoholic intoxication, practically poisoning, are the thoughts allowed from the animal nature about the precious self, about the objects of their pridefulness, about their unfulfilled selfish desires and unrealized excessive ambitions. This truly is a real tragedy, and first of all, for the personality itself. As for people who are seriously engaged in their spiritual development, their body just physically cannot tolerate these poisons, alcohol and drugs. Why? It is because, while consuming these toxic substances, the subtle connection with the other, the spiritual world, is disrupted. Using modern language, extrasensory abilities are lost. While under the influence of alcohol or drugs, a person is incapable of reading information that comes from the invisible world. His supernatural powers simply fade. All that he perceives in such a state is a manifestation of the will of the animal mind, which the person considers to be his own thoughts and desires. This was known in ancient times. This is also well known now. For example, in the Soviet Union, there was a powerful system of special services, which included, among other things, departments involved in the study of paranormal phenomena and psychic development among some of their employees, for example, sleepers. So even the dairy product, kefir, was excluded from their diet not to mention a strict ban on alcohol and drugs. Smoking was technically allowed. Although nicotine and tar intoxicate the body, they do not block mirror neurons, and consequently they allow unimpeded work with the invisible world and reading of the necessary information. So the person who consumes even small amounts of alcohol, no matter how long, degrades spiritually as a personality. If the desire appears to consume alcohol or to use drugs, these are the first symptoms that you're under control of your animal nature. That means you need to take measures to switch the dominant of consciousness, to increase emphasis on some positive aspects, exercise, perform physical labor. It should be noted that if the person completely stops drinking alcohol or using drugs, the body eventually recovers and the person gets a chance for spiritual development of his personality. Matter's intelligence is very active. It is its manifestations when thoughts about reaching some boundless freedom by means of alcohol or drugs are imposed on the unbelievers with material thinking. It is its manifestations when thoughts about getting supposedly one of the possibilities of some kind of sacred knowing or perceiving spiritual heights by means of alcohol or drugs are imposed upon the believers. All these thoughts are an illusion of the animal nature, which one way or another pushes people to continual dependence on the will of the animal mind and creates attractive thought forms associated with taking another dose of this poison. Anastasia Many people simply do not see obvious facts and do not stop and think about why this happens to them and to their friends and why this problem still exists in society. They do not ask themselves the questions, how does a persistent alcohol dependency arise and form? Who has artificially introduced it into society 
and who is actively supporting such a fatal-for-the-spiritual-nature tradition. After all, the person destroys not only himself and his personality, but also creates problems in the society around him. This is a real calamity, especially when the person is responsible for his family and children. After all, it's not about how many material goods he was able to provide for his children. The point is how many spiritual riches the person was able to give them with his own life's example. After all, children are not personal property and not a crutch on which the person intends to lean in old age. First and foremost, these are new personalities whose consciousness is a blank slate. They came into this world, just like everyone else, to gain their chance of spiritual liberation. In fact, from an early age, these new personalities observe and adopt the life experience of the previous generations from people who are of authority to them, mostly from parents, who in many ways serve as an example to them. If a family has traditions related to, for example, drinking alcohol, then what is demonstrably imposed upon children since childhood is negative experience and patterns of dependence on the animal nature, which adults show by drinking, for example, at celebrations at home. People consider it to be a harmless action because they do not understand its essence and long-term consequences. Rigdon They do not understand the misery they commence by doing this, dooming the souls not only of their children, but also of their descendants to suffering. However, the situation can be rectified if people start to work, first of all, on themselves, if they actively change the society itself in which they live for the better. Regarding society, here one must get to the root of who makes alcohol and drugs popular among people and why is it still being done. This information can be found quite easily even today. The first ones to introduce drugs and alcohol into mass consumption by people were priests and politicians who saw obvious benefits in it for themselves. And why? Because as I have said earlier, the personality's spiritual component is blocked with the help of drugs and alcohol and the person can then easily fall under the influence of an alien will. It becomes easier for conductors from the animal mind to control him and manipulate his consciousness as part of the crowd, biomass. Suffice it to look at the realities of today. Why is all this actually being quietly encouraged despite the clearly visible struggle against these phenomena throughout the world? There is the same propaganda as in the ancient times, but only on a more massive scale of distribution of alcohol and drugs, not only through products themselves and their advertising, but also through the formation of stereotypes, their introduction into the mass culture of society. For example, through a massive influence of mass media, as well as through popular cultural projects and feature films. After all, the easiest way is to encode a person with behavior patterns to subordinate him to the system through the images of idols and their habits, because any individual, as I have already said, is inclined to imitate. In general, it is not all as simple as it seems at first glance. Anastasia This, unfortunately, is the truth of today.
Rigdon. But again, who prevents people themselves from bringing order to society? Who prevents the personality from disciplining its thoughts? Everything is in the hands of people themselves. One just needs to be a good example for others and to at least create a favorable environment around oneself in this regard, not to encourage people to consume alcohol and drugs and not to create conditions for spreading this animal addiction among people, to do everything possible to promote spiritual knowledge in mass culture as well as cultural and moral values and examples of the image of a real human.